Welcome to the teacher and the preacher. This program is all about the importance of coming to understand that the Christian community and the Jewish community have more in common than we have been led to believe. Rather than seeing each other as against each other, we need to come to a point of seeing that the statement that our country is a Judeo-Christian nation is much more than just a mere statement, but truly reflects the reality of our nation as it was and should remain. Every week there will be an interesting dialogue about the issues that have divided Jews and Christians and how we can move in bridging the gaps and see that by talking about the issues, we can better move in the direction of having more unity. Unity that will heal and help bring together a nation that is under attack by the forces of atheism, secularism, and a breakdown of family values. Join us now for a discussion between the teacher and the preacher. Welcome to The Teacher and the Preacher, and thank you once again for joining us this weekend. One of the things that we love about this program is to be able to have some really special guests, and today is no exception. So we always start the program off like this. I'm the preacher, Dave Magera, And I'm the teacher, Harold Berman. And our guest this week, Dr. Ephraim Zuroff, he's been a guest a couple of times before, and uh, we're very, very happy to have him back because we have uh, some really great stuff to talk about this this time. Welcome, Dr. Zuroff. Thank you. Well, what about these um, verbatim quotes from the shooters? How did, how did you how did you get a hold of those? Okay, those uh, were either trial transcripts of the trials of these people who were shooters or there were interviews conducted by a Lithuanian filmmaker called Chalis Berginis, who's a truth teller. And he tracked down some of the people who were sent to Belarus to kill the Jews. And he got some of them to talk on camera. So you have, you have the testimony of Alexinas and others. You have people from the uh, Ipatinga Buris, the special ones who killed the Jews in Ponar. And it's quite a document. Listen, I, I mean, we didn't go into what happened to the book. The book became a bestseller in Lithuania, contrary to all expectations. And it's going, it's English is the sixth language that uh, it's been published in. It's coming out this year in Ukrainian and Japanese. Um, but the, the English version is very important because we hope to also get, obviously, versions in German and French that we don't have that Italian. Spanish. Yeah. But what we have is Lithuanian, Polish, Hebrew, Russian, Swedish, English, and now Ukrainian and Japanese are coming out this year, and hopefully others. So, Dr. Zaroff, have you and Ruta uh, received any kind of correspondence or letters from uh, Lithuania people who've read the book? Ruta's gotten them, yeah. (laughs) Ruta has gotten a lot of people in the, in the book fair that was held every year. There's a Baltic book fair, and the, and the book fair held after the book came out. Dozens of people came up to her and told her, we have a story that will send you a letter. Some people sent her letters. A lot of responses. Wow. See, the thing that, that, that shocked Lithuania was that a lot of people knew what happened in their town. Okay, but they didn't know what happened all over the country and how it happened. And all of a sudden they realized that what had happened in their backyard happened all over Lithuania in every single community. Mm. So so some of the times we've talked in the past where uh, there's virtually 
little or no brokenness by these perpetrators, by these people who were deeply involved. And now you're having conversation with uh, these people who maybe were not directly involved, but um, it was happening right in front of them. Did you, as you made this trek to these various sites and interacted with the people, and you see this woman that you visited with, uh, that you caught outside the um, grocery store and visited with, and, and, and she breaks down and she, she weeps over this. Did you find that to be a similar characteristic of uh, others that you visited with? It's hard to say. I mean, I normally don't, don't do this, to be honest. Yeah. I, if I speak to survivors, so survivors are not uh, are not bystanders. It's a, to- right. it's a very different experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wondered, you know, because one of the things that seems to be a massive void in the issue of the Holocaust is no brokenness, no no owning responsibility, no no wanting to say, you know, Ruta. She seems like she's, you know, the oddball. She's the, the one that's cut out of a completely different mold. She's the one who's been willing to take and face this and, and want to do something to kind of redeem the situation. I mean, she's exactly. Be- I mean, listen, her family, many people, many of her friends cut her off. Friends of years, good friends. They stopped being her friend and relatives refused to read the book, broke off relations with her. She paid a very heavy price. Very yeah, heavy. Wow. Wow. Well, it's a blessing that she's able to be there in Israel. It really is. No, That's listen, I think, I think you'll find it incredibly interesting uh, to speak to her. Yeah, we'd like uh, to do that. She's a fabulous woman. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm prejudiced, of course. Um, but um, and she has an amazing story. And this book is partially a story. And she's, she's now written, not written exactly. She's now produced a second book which is called, How Did It Happen? And she asks uh, Christoph Dickmann, who's a German historian, who's the biggest expert in the world about the Holocaust in Lithuania. She asks him questions and he answers. Now, he Mm. wrote an amazing book, or something that's considered an amazing book, very comprehensive book about the Holocaust in Lithuania, 1600 pages in German, but no one has read it. And it's you know very scholarly. <laughs> so what Ruta did was Ruta sat him down over the course of two years, and she asked him questions: Who did what to, to whom when? When did this decision take place? Why was this decision made now? Dickman is a genius. He knows the German side, the Lithuanian side, and the Jewish side, all three sides. In other words, he's in a perfect position. To, to comment and to analyze and to explain exactly how this happened step by step. He knows Hebrew. He was in Israel for a year. He learned Hebrew. He, he learned Lithuanian. I mean, he did a fabulous job. It took him 16 years to write the book. Wow. Wow. So, Dr. Zaroff, what's, what's next for you? Fine. I'm looking for another Ruta. <laughs> I love that. In another country, in Latvia and in Estonia. <laughs> And in Croatia. Yeah. <laughs> but does I haven't she, found it yet. <laughs> does she have connections with those potential other rutas out there at all? Listen, 
there's no so far I haven't met anyone who really fit fit the uh, fit the model and who fits the description. And uh, I'm busy. I'm very busy with this with this uh, with the book now. And for me, I mean, this this is my proof that you can break down the stereotypes and you can get people to read the truth. So the question is now, how do we replicate it? But in the meantime, I'm too busy with Lithuania all the time, and I'm too busy <laughs> fighting these other people in all these countries, Croatia, you name it, uh, Ukraine, Estonia, Latvia. So I have a, have a job as an activist because Wisdom Center is now focusing on anti-Semitism, not on hunting Nazis anymore. So this Holocaust distortion yeah. is actually a new form of anti-Semitism. That it's trying to delegitimize the Jewish narrative, the Jewish and the accurate narrative of the Holocaust. The same way that they're trying to delegitimize the narrative of Zionism. Mm. Very similar, and uh, for the same reasons. Wow. So I'm I'm fighting about this already 30 years. In other words, I'm I, listen. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm one of the first people who identified this phenomenon and has protested against it, written against it. You can go to my website, operationlastchance.org, and go to writings. You can find dozens of articles that I've written about this, this phenomenon all over Eastern Europe. Yeah. Mm. I, I read your article that you wrote regarding the uh, foreign minister of Germany connecting up with the <laughs> Iranians. Oh, and, what uh, a sad topic. Yeah, listen, that, that piece... It sounds to me like you had known of him and maybe even knew him prior to this role, and you were quite optimistic about him. Exactly, that his... was my point. Yes, we knew him. We had we had contact with him, not with me personally, with my colleague, and he was very good on the Nazi war crimes issue as justice minister. But he, as a pharmacist, he's an absolute disaster. And did you hear any feedback from that uh, article that you wrote? Uh, not, not really, not yet. I don't know. It hasn't gotten much uh, play. I don't know why. Well, you know, I think the driving force appears to be like other nations that are in bed with Iran. It, it all has to do with money, making money. Of course, no. Of course. That's, that's the motor that runs Germany and the EU. Yeah. Gosh, I'll tell you, it's just been fantastic connect up, to connect up with you, Dr. Zaroff. I really appreciate that, and I appreciate the work, your dedication. I'm, I'm humbled. I'm humbled, really. Uh, Listen, I appreciate what you're doing. I enjoyed meeting you. It was a nice, very nice experience, you and your wife, if my memory serves me right. Yep. Right? Yep. And I would love to see you here in Israel again. Well, and you'll how, see us. If you're in Jerusalem. <laughs> Say hello. Drop by. That sounds great. So that was Dr. Ephraim Zuroff, who we heard from last week and this week discussing his uh, book that he co-wrote, Our People Discovering Lithuania's Hidden Holocaust. And now we're going to hear for the rest of the show and next week uh, from his co-author, Ruta Vanagaita. So I'll tell you a little bit about Ruta, and then we're, we're going to start the interview and, and, and get the, the other side of this, the other perspective. So uh, Ruta co-authored this book uh, with world-famous Israeli Nazi hunter and Holocaust historian Dr. Fraim Zoroff, who we've just been interviewing. 
the book, as we began to discuss with Dr. Zuroff, deals with the role of the Lithuanians in Holocaust crimes. It became a runaway bestseller in Lithuania and has deeply affected public discourse on the Holocaust in Lithuania, inspiring a search for truth on the subject among many young Lithuanians. Now, Ruta Vanagaita graduated from the Moscow Theater Institute with a cum laude degree in theater criticism in 1978 and later studied theater science in Helsinki University. She has extensive experience as a journalist, writer, publisher, theater and TV producer, festival organizer, political PR consultant, and producer of large-scale site-specific events. After the reestablishment of Lithuanian independence in 1991, she served as the artistic director of the State Youth Theater and was co-founder and director of Life, the first and largest theater festival in the Baltic states. She later served as an advisor to the Prime Minister of Lithuania on public relations and was executive director of Vilnius, European Capital of Culture 2009. In addition, she ran several successful Lithuanian presidential, parliamentary, and municipal election campaigns. Uh, she's the author also of several best-selling books. Uh, she met Dr. Zorov in 2015, and we're now going to talk about um, how that how that collaboration developed. And we've heard from Dr. Zorov, but it's now great to hear from uh, the perspective of someone who actually grew up in Lithuania and how, how she approached this. So, Ruta, welcome. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Actually, I have been living such a long life, you know. <laughs> I've completely forgot, you know, how much I have done, how much <laughs> nonsense. You, you've done a lot of good stuff. So, thank you. So... Growing up in Lithuania, what what was your exposure to the Holocaust? Uh, I, I guess I'd say I'd break that out into two parts. First, formally, you know, what was taught in school? You know, what what did the government say? And then informally, you know, what what did you hear? Uh, look, in Soviet times, there was no word as Holocaust, and in Lithuania, we have over two hundred mass murder sites, but every every monument would say the same thing: peace loving Soviet citizens. Wow. So actually, I I never actually I never met a Jew when I was growing up, or maybe one or two, but I mean, they're like a, a joke for us, you know. The Jew, I mean, you know, the Lithuanian is still deeply anti-Semitic, but not aggressively anti-Semitic anymore. So about the Holocaust, we really practically knew nothing because it was not taught at school. But privately, in our in our family, we knew. My mother lost. Uh, one of her childhood friends just disappeared when he was 10 and she was 11 in famous city of Ponevich. And my in my father's family were a couple of people, two men actually, who were accused of uh, murdering Jews. But since my parents didn't develop it any further, since I didn't know anything about it and my relatives didn't know, so we knew only that they were involved with shooting Jews, but there was no interest in it because you don't, didn't know about the Jews, you didn't know about the Holocaust. So it's like the crusade in the 11th century. Wow. Mm. What kind of po Jewish population uh, was there at the time that the Holocaust was happening? There was over 200,000 people and uh, over 100 synagogues in Venus alone. Now we have about 3,000 people, Jewish, Jewish community and one synagogue in Vilnius. Wow. I, I have to tell you, this is an amazing book. Uh, the, the, the book that uh, you co-authored with uh, Dr. Zaroff is, is an amazing story. And for our listeners who may not have had a chance to hear the interview with Dr. Zaroff, the interesting uh, thing about this is you have a man who is down line uh, in his family, 
having lost some of his family members uh, in the Holocaust. Then you have our guest today, Ruta, who in her family, she is downline from people who were perpetrators in the Holocaust. But you know, I have to correct you because yes, if please do. someone from my family would be actually the murderer of the Jews, I think I would be so deeply ashamed that I would hide it. I would n- never be able to approach the subject. But since those people were like, you would call the desk murderers, my grandfather was making a small list in the village of so-called Soviet activists who happened to be Jews. And my uh, aunt's husband was the chief of police in the same famous city of Ponevich, where my mother lost her friend. So they were like these, these people who are not directly involved in the shooting, but they are part of the, the, of the machine which was organizing the crime. But yes. of course, it's not the same as uh, the shooting itself. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that clarification. What's interesting is that here you have these two, what would be, what would seem to be polar opposites who come together to do this amazing book on really the history and the discovery of uh, Lithuania's hidden Holocaust. I want to encourage our listeners to to get this book. You can get it from Amazon. It's called Our People. And uh, I've had the privilege of reading this book and have enjoyed it so much. And you know, you you guys do such a beautiful job uh, opening the book by Dr. Zaroff telling his connection to Lithuania, and then you follow that with your connection to the Holocaust. And uh, as you uh, wonderfully describe some of your family background and this favorite uncle of yours who uh, you used to write to and who would send you special things that you were never able to get except uh, as gifts from him. And growing up in this environment that you just finished describing, which was, you know, it was around us, but we we were pretty much oblivious to much of it. Um, it makes you wonder how how do they pull off things like this at this level and the vast majority be so oblivious to what's actually happening uh, right I mean, you just door. stay silent at schools, you stay silent in the family, you don't meet Jews. There's no, what's hard about it, you know? Do we know anything about, you know, Rwanda? Yes. It was as far for us as, you know, Rwanda or whoever. I mean, it, you know, like, what was the shocking about the book for Lithuanian audience? The main shock that they received was the title, Our People. Because for average Lithuanian, you know, we are pat- patriots, we are nice people. Uh, uh, Jews are now not our people because they are Jews. And murderers are not our people because they are murderers. Mm. And the book claims that both, both the, those who murdered and those who are murdered, they are our people. And we have to face this painful truth, which is extremely hard for, I didn't expect that it would be so hard for my country to, to, to face it. Yeah. Now, Dr. Zhurov talked about the fact that, you know, almost the entire, and, and, and you mentioned this too, that almost the entire Lithuanian Jewish population was, was wiped out, um, despite, as Dr. Zhurov said, uh, there were no actual concentration camps in Lithuania, uh, and there were only about a thousand Germans on, on the ground in Lithuania. So this had to be been carried out in a very intensive way uh, by Lithuanians themselves. So. You know, I, I wonder, you, you 
there must have been a lot of people, you know, some large number of people walking around who, you know, had directly participated in this. And, you know, is, is was it just something that was just completely swept under the rug? You know what? I would say, you know, just one one word what you said, directly. What does it mean directly? For average Lithuania, who participated directly in the murder? Those who were at the pits, right? Hmm. And others did not, you see? But I mean, when you think about the white, to, to kill 200,000 people, actually 150,000 of them in less than, than half a year, you need a lot of help. You need somebody to identify the Jew. You need somebody to, to gather them. You need somebody to find the place. You need somebody to guard the whole perimeter. You need a lot of, lot of bureaucratic work. So how would you call those people who did the bureaucratic work? We in Lithuania, we want to, I wouldn't say that we deny the Holocaust, we marginalize it. It happened only at the pits. And only those few thousand who pulled the trigger were guilty. And that was shocking for me when I started reading and reading the testimonies and reading historical books that we try to, to, uh, to, uh, to, to keep our society, society normal. Those people who didn't, didn't, didn't shoot, they were normal. They are not perpetrators. So who are they? The yes. Holocaust is not about the righteous among the nation and the murderers. There is a huge gray zone which involved thousands of people of my countrymen, including my own relatives. We, we won't have enough time to get into this particular piece, but one of the things we definitely want to talk talk with you about is the response of the people of Lithuania because that was pretty eye-opening in regards to what we learned from Dr. Zuroff and the determination that you and he put together, uh, the opportunity to go and and visit with some of the people who were survivors who were people who were very well versed in what was going on but they were they were scared to say anything about it and some of the reasons for that and we also want to be able to um hear your story which i think is just brilliant on meeting the enemy i i, I smiled and chuckled as i read it and i i found it so intriguing and how you guys ended up in this relationship so that's going to be one of those pieces that will be really, really special. So if you can hang on and carry over, we will uh, close out our program today, and then uh, we will uh, continue our interview with you uh, for next week. So can you stay with us? Okay, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Pleasure. So Harold, would you like to uh, sign off for us today uh, by informing our listeners how they can contact us? So uh, we get uh, listener inquiries all the time. We read all of them. We re uh, usually respond. Uh, listeners write us about all kinds of questions and things that are on their mind. You can email us at theteacherandthepreacher at gmail.com. You can also send us a message. There's a, a message form on our website, www.teacherandthepreacher.com. And while you're there, you can also uh, listen to archives of uh, all of our previous shows and see also what our upcoming shows are as well. And you can go to our Facebook page, The Teacher and the Preacher. And if you like the page, you not only can message us, but you also will be able to access the daily fact of the day where we give you information about Israel, uh, Judaism, Christianity that you often don't find elsewhere.
I love that. Harold does a great job keeping our fact of the day up on the Facebook. So thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I want to encourage you to get the book, Our People, Discovering Lithuania's Hidden Holocaust. And Ruta and uh, Ephraim have done a fabulous job on this book. So uh, get on, uh, get online, get that order from Amazon uh, as quickly as you can. You will love the read. Until next week, may the God of Israel who never slumbers or sleeps, may he watch over Israel and the Jewish people, and may that God bless America. The Teacher and the Preacher will be back next Sunday for another discussion on how Christians and Jews can come to once again proclaim that the United States is truly a Judeo-Christian nation. To contact the Teacher and the Preacher, email them at theteacherandthepreacher at gmail.com. That's theteacherandthepreacher at gmail.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and give you shalom.